he has got uh, some slides and uh, just wants to uh, this morning present Uganda. Good morning, my name is Joel Dai. My wife here is Vivian. We have two children in the nursery, uh, Elizabeth and Henry. So Elizabeth is three years old and my son Henry is gonna be two here in July. But we're also expecting our third child in October. So my wife is uh, very pregnant right now, about halfway through the pregnancy, which is pretty exciting. And she was getting all emotional watching the videos and listening to the kids talk about camp. I was like, are you okay? She's like, I'm pregnant. So that was fun. It's exciting. It's fun to put her on the spot too. She gets nervous. But uh, we're the dives. We're heading to Uganda, East Africa. And uh, Uganda is a wonderful place. It's beautiful and very excited to go. We do have a video presentation. Um, it's about three minutes long, or just under three minutes, actually. So just bear with us as, we, as you watch that. But when you see that, just remember, those are real people in that video. They're not just stock photos, not just uh, people we found on the Internet. We got to see those people, and we want to make an impact in their lives, too. My name is Joel Dai. My wife's name is Vivian. We have two beautiful children, Elizabeth and Paul. We are called to Uganda, East Africa. We'll be working with the Pridgens, who are seasoned missionaries there. James Pridgen is my uncle, and he has been church planning in Uganda for over 20 years. When I was four years old, I was told about the story of David and Goliath. The teacher said, God is powerful enough to kill Goliath with a stone. He is powerful enough to save you from hell. That night, my parents showed me through the gospel how to be saved, and that night I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I was called to missions when I was eight years old, and later in Bible college, God confirmed the location of my calling. Psalm 73:28 says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Uganda, Africa has a population of over 45 million people. Although 82% of the population is considered Christian, the largest Christian group is Roman Catholic, comprised of 39%. 32% is Anglican, and 11% is Pentecostal. Ugandans are very receptive people. Although they are being told about Catholicism, they need to be told about the truth of the gospel. Many people are living their lives day to day, not knowing what their future will hold. Uganda is a third world country lacking many of the needed resources. The real resource that they truly need is the saving power of Jesus Christ. We will be working with the Pridgens in the city of Kampala and joining with many of their ministry opportunities, such as church planning, their Bible college, Christian school classes, as well as their deaf ministry. Please consider supporting our mission to Uganda as we reach the people by telling them about the saving power of Jesus Christ. So first of all, before I go any farther, I just want to say thank you for being willing to open up a, a missions home and allowing us to have missionaries there and allowing us to stay there. Thank you so much for that. I am the son of David and Venus Dye, who's sitting right back there. You all may know them. And my sister Diana is there as well. And um, we're definitely blessed to have, I'm blessed to have parents that were, kept me in church throughout my life. Um, 
there's many times when I just think about how privileged and grateful I am. And you saw in the video, I was saved when I was four years old. But you know, I remember back to when I was three years old. I have a uh, blessed with that kind of memory where I can go back that far, which kind of scares me because my daughter's three years old now. So I'm like, I wonder what she remembers. So right now, thinking about that, I remember my parents um, that night when I told them I want to get saved. It was a Wednesday night after the teacher had said that about David and Goliath. How she said that God is powerful enough to kill Goliath with a stone. He is powerful enough to save you from hell. And that night I told my parents I want to get saved. They said, wait till we get home. The whole way home, I was scared I'm going to crash and I'm going to die and go to hell. It's a real fear. But you know, when we got home, my parents grilled me. They, asked, they sat me on the couch and asked me a bunch of questions. They asked me, okay, why did Jesus die? Why did he raise from the grave? What does all this mean? And they just asked me a bunch of questions. They want to make sure I was ready. I remember they turned to each other and said, I think he's ready. And then I also remember my mom asking me if I want to have her pray and me repeat it or me pray by myself. But, you know, I remember waking up the next morning and realizing, you know, I'm saved. I was literally skipping around in the house so happy that I'm not going to die and go to hell. There's a lot of people in Uganda, aren't there? about 45 million. Uganda is the size of Oregon, but has so many more millions. There's people that are dying and going to hell. Those roads are pretty crazy and dangerous. My, uh, my wife and I were called to go to Uganda as missionaries. We're there to, we're going to go there to plant churches and lead people, people to the Lord and tell them about the great news of how, do you know what? God was able to kill Goliath with a stone, and he can save you from hell. I'm able to share all those things. Um, about a year and a half, two years ago, my uncle, you saw James Pridgen, who's been there 25 years this year, actually. And uh, he called me up and said, I know you're going to be working with us. Would you be willing to take over the deaf ministry? Unbeknownst to me, that kind of hit me in the face like a brick because I was not expecting it. And you know what? The Lord's been preparing me my whole life for that. And I say that because when I was four years old, at three and four, I was in Oklahoma. My grandpa was an usher, and he was stationed in the deaf section. That's where I learned the ABC. Let me try that again. ABCs of sign language. Wow. Stuttering with my hands. And that's where I learned the basics. Like, you know, mom, dad, hungry, please, sorry. Use that one a lot. Sorry. And I learned the basics of sign language. Fast forward to high school, I was in a vacation Bible school. I, was, had a, I had a bus route. I was going around town picking up kids. And there was this one kid we always picked up, and then his brother all of a sudden wanted to join up. He was curious what his younger brother was doing. When he got on the bus, I realized he was deaf. And all I could do to him was spell, <laughs> Welcome. And that's all I could do is sign, fingerspell everything. And uh, that kind of created a burden in my heart because I wanted to be able to talk with him. He and I clicked right away just for the fact I could fingerspell because his parents didn't even know sign language. They didn't care enough. So that, that hurt. And uh, he went to a public school. The school teachers, they don't know sign language. So he carried around an encyclopedia for the deaf wherever he went. If he saw someone and said, hey, I want to be friends with you, and he'd go up to you, and he'd be like, this is how you communicate with me, or he would write things down. That's the only way. He was the only deaf kid in the whole county. 
that created a small burden in my life, and I didn't realize it. Later on in Bible college, I joined up with the many deaf ministries that were there, the Sunday school, the deaf Sunday morning service, the Sunday evening service, the Wednesday night service, and also a bus route. And there was a deaf bus route that went around town picking up deaf people. I later on became uh, the captain of that deaf bus route. I never went to any classes, but I was able to learn about the deaf community and how they operate, how they think a little bit. I had a foot in the door in that situation. Uganda has a large deaf population. It will be taking over the deaf ministries there. And there's several hundred thousand deaf people there, actually. It's quite large. Many of them aren't born deaf, but become deaf at a young age. So I'll be working with the deaf and taking over the deaf ministry that there, that's there. And you saw that there's so many ministries are happening in, that, in Uganda right now. There's uh, even a printing ministry that they're starting right now. They, they have radio ministries that are going on out there. That There's just so much happening. And you want, we're excited to get, be a part of that. We went on a survey trip last year, and we were able to spend nine days out there without our children. We left them with the, the grandparents. We were spending nine days out there, and right away we saw how God was working. We were supposed to leave on a, I think it was a Thursday, and once we got to the airport, the, the people were saying, something's going on, let's do this whole thing, but tomorrow. We were just like, we already have nine days. We don't, we don't want to make it eight days. We have so much we want to do. Is there anything we can do, anything we can switch flights? So we were looking up flights and ended up being eight, eight hours later. So we are like, okay, we can do eight hours later. It's whole, oh, so much better than 24 hours. So eight hours later, we're like, okay, this is fine. Instead of arriving at midnight, we're going to arrive at around 7 in the morning. We're like, this is doable. Come to find out, my uncle, who's going to pick us up from the airport in Uganda, if we arrived at midnight, he was not going to be able to pick us up. Because it was a missionary who had emergency. He had to help them move. And he was up all night in another city helping this missionary move. If we had been there, we'd have been stuck at the airport all night. So he picked us up at 7 in the morning. He hadn't slept at all. He's like, let's go to the house. I know you're probably jet lagged. Let's get like two-hour nap. Then we'll get going. Get to the house. He's about to lay down. He gets another phone call from a different missionary saying, hey, my wife is in labor. Will you come pick up my six kids? He's like, okay. <laughs> so right away, my wife and I get to see how missionaries are stretched, how they're constantly having to be flexible. So right away, we're saying, this is pretty awesome. This is busy, and this is great. So that's amazing how God worked just in that instance of, hey, your flight's going to be delayed, but God knew that was going to happen. He somehow set that up. That's amazing. We schedule our time when we're there for it to be during a youth conference. So like you saw in the camp, we saw hundreds of kids, and you have many of them professed their lives to the Lord. I got to pray with one of the men who said, God's called me to be a preacher. Like, that's awesome. Right away, we got to hit the ground running. We got to hit, see how this is working. We got to help out right away. We made it our home right away. We didn't want to leave. We wanted to see if we could send the kids to Uganda and stay there. But, you know, you can't send kids to a different country without their parents when they're that young. It just doesn't make sense. So we're, we're excited. We're on deputation. We're raising funds. We're praying that the Lord would be able to allow us to get there January 2024. We're roughly about 45 to uh, 50% right now. We're praying that this month that we'll hit 50%. That's our goal. 
God's called us to Uganda to reach those Ugandans for Christ. You saw that the majority is it's considered a Christian nation, but it's, you know, it's a Catholicism that we'll be facing a lot. Many people ask about the, the difficulties, or it's an it's a African country, is it, is it dangerous? Like, well, it's one of the most stable countries in all of Africa. Not only that, but the biggest fear that we have is theft. And that's not bad. You know, we have more than they do. Just having a dollar might be more than they might have. It's a third world country. We're not worried about it. God will take care of us. He'll provide for us. He's provided us for us so far. When we lived in California, that's a dangerous place. So God will take care of us. God's providing for us. But you know what? We have these prayer cards on the back table. The biggest thing that we need right now is prayer. We need prayer. Please pray for us. Grab one of these, put it inside of your fridge, so that when you open up the fridge, you'll see a prayer card. Be like, oh yeah, the Dai family to Uganda. Because when you have it on the fridge, it's kind of hard to miss. You know, just like you want to get in that fridge right away. Put it inside the fridge and you remember to pray for the Dai family. Thank you so much.